0: Listening to The Hired Swords, made with all natural ingredients, contains 0% juice.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Hired Swords. I hope everyone's doing well. I'm Michael, your dungeon master. And with me, I have Derek playing Davin Mindstrider. Hi, Derek.
2: Hi, I'm looking at Ash's webcam and it looked like her dog had a top hat on. I got real excited, but it didn't have a top hat on. Oh,
1: it's just something behind him, huh? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cute. Speaking of Ash, we'll get to her in a minute. Mikey, he's Joxer.
3: (laughs) Heyo, how's it going? Good, how are you? Fantastic. I'm ready to die. I mean to uh make it out of this event.
1: Yeah, yeah. This could be an exciting one. That's kind of fun. I dig He's it He's ready to um,
3: dial in the damage. Dial in
1: the strategy. Yeah. And Ash, it's your turn again at last. Welcome. She is Gwendolyn.
4: Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you want me here.
1: <laughs> I what? do, I do. I was She's... just making a funny. She's ready, ready to go, Re- ready, ready to go, ready for anything. <laughs>
4: I'm ready, I'm yeah. Sus. I was just trying to
1: be funny earlier, failing as usual. Well, Blaze is here. He's Kriggs Galder. up. Um. When we left off last time, we were in the middle of a combat. Ash or Gwendolyn trying to decide how to use her spell. Uh, we're fight. We had made our way down this. Uh, pit into a cavern underneath this gem-mining village uh, filled with shadow, with eyes. The eyes, eventually, after a couple of our party members being drawn towards this strange gemstone doorway, the uh, shadow coalesced into a creature that is some sort of giant shadow elf-looking man who keeps kind of phasing in and out of this plane of existence or the shadow itself. And as he phases back in, he does some damage, then he phases back out. In the meantime, the shadow that is swirling around is doing damage, draining the strength from our heroes. And as I said, after a few rough attacks from this creature, then fading back into the mist we fell to Gwendolyn's turn, having just been healed for a few hit points by Davin. It is now her turn to decide what she's going to do next in this combat. As we sit, the scene there, she's on the ledge of this kind of cliff that is near a couple stairways, but she's not right there by the steps. But this ledge she's on is the the way to walk towards this entryway that has this gemstone door in it the gyms around on the floor are kind of are very gray and dull as if the light and the color has been drained from them. So is that doorway itself. The mist is swirling around. There's mist swirling around Gwyn's ankles coming up behind her as well. Kriggs is getting surrounded by mist. And so is joxer as we pick up. That's the scene
3: as uh, Gwendolyn. What I, would you like
1: to do? You've had some I time have to think one.
3: About it. I have one thing to commit to prior um so i took a a lot of hits and i'm fairly certain that my my spell is a concentration spell okay um and so i need to roll like a billion for that big dome of light that's there um yeah for that uh so that is just making sure
1: and i will say that thank you for mentioning that dome of light we did have mention of that light shining into that gemstone causing it to light up colorfully and shoot little bits of light through the walls through crevices in the walls into this doorway making it start to shine a little bit as the radiant light shine through it
3: yeah so I know I for sure got hit three times for like 24 got it so that's gotta be a 12 or better for those okay and I do have advantage because of uh that feat, War Caster. So that'll right. be... Uh, that's 21. That's a two nat twenty. Really? This is when you roll two nat 20s. <laughs> this is, this is, man, is what never you do better. here. That is a 21. Alright, and then I think there were three other kicks of damage for the shadow that I need to roll for. Okay. Well, the shadow's not doing direct damage. It's doing
1: its strength drain, so...
3: Oh, the, oh, okay. Well, then...
1: You're saving for strength drain on that.
3: Okay. Then I... Uh, if that did not actually do damage, then I'm good. Actually, it does do damage. I just looked at it again. It is 2d8 necrotic. And so this it was roller coaster. Doing, it was doing
1: damage. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, this roller coaster. Right, so that'll be I a, don't even a know 13. what to feel anymore.
3: Um, that is a 16. That succeeds. A 1 and a nat 20. So... I apparently maintained my my little circle nice. of sickening radiance. So. Sounds uh, good.
1: Alright. You kept concentration. Now we go to Gwendolyn. What are you going to do, Gwendolyn?
4: I don't know.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> it's,
4: been, it's, been a, it's been a while it's... and I still haven't come up with an idea. Well, I have something, but I don't know if it'll work. Um, Alright. I know I would like to cast Moonbeam. And it doesn't seem like I need to have a moon to do so. Since we're all the way down in this hole. Yeah. But I would like it to shine.
1: It's just a magical beam. Door. Shine where?
4: Full of radiant damage. So I want it to shine. I'm going to move first. So I'm going to move closer to the door. Okay. So I move up more towards Jockster as got I it. rush past I- Davin. And I, I got to th- think of something. Something and... I cast moonbeam, and it's going to come down in front of me, and hopefully
1: so shine right in front of you, kind of between you and or between you and the door.
4: Between me and the door, mainly.
1: Okay, it's five feet, right? Yes,
4: and it's forty feet high.
3: Yeah, it's very high. Cool. Are you um, trying to hit the door or just?
4: If I had it my way, I would just cast it and have it moving constantly <laughs> throughout and
3: the, have the it whole what?
4: shadow move constantly like a in the smog back and forth area. like on um, level horrendous. in mario
1: gotcha yeah
4: exactly but i also have another thing i want to do but i i don't have any bonus actions so i'll keep okay. that secret
1: ooh i like secret but yeah
4: i am my goal is to have the light near the door and if any of it shines onto these gems that's great but if not that's fine too
1: got it so you're going to put it right here in front of you yes cool cool <laughs> All right, that's the plan then.
4: Hopefully, it's not a bad thing.
1: Put it right there in front of you. Visible. Visibler. <laughs> um, okay, so we got a moonbeam there. Are you able to move it on your turn? Is that a thing you can do? I think it is.
4: Uh, yes, Maybe I can. Maybe not. Move
1: it I on might be thinking turn. of a different spell. Okay. Um, all right, so it shines right there, putting that sharp radiant light right there in that spot. And uh, do you do damage with that if you hit something?
4: Yes, do you I do. Roll
1: damage for that? Um, Go ahead and roll that for me.
4: I'm going to cast it at a level five spell.
1: Oh, look, you put it in the chat so I can see the spell. 40 foot high, five foot radius. Dim light fills a cylinder. Does 2d10 radiant damage. At higher levels, you add Actually, a d10 for each slot above second level.
4: Great. So even if I did, this is a metagame. So even if it is casted at a level five, if they walk into it, I would cast, I would do damage for level five. Does yeah. that make sense, what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, it's got the oh, same okay. amount of damage for the duration of the spell. You know what I mean?
4: Oh, okay, 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 okay.
1: Because okay. it's a full, yeah. it lasts a full, uh, takes an action to cast one minute. So, yeah, as long as it's there, oh, if it so, yeah. if it does damage, it does the full amount of damage.
4: Okay, okay, okay. I just want to make and it. you can move it. Before I waste And you are
1: able <laughs> to move it up to 60 feet in any direction.
4: Great. Then go ahead. Then I am right. done until my, hopefully, next action.
1: Okay. Well, let me do something Good real like quick everyone here. everyone else. All right. Sorry, rolling something secretly. Were you? Did you roll that damage? How much damage is the? F- what is it? Uh, six d10. Oh, I didn't roll it. Each spell slot five? above second level. So, one for second level. Five d10. Well,
2: it's two d10 plus three, so it's five d10 total.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, five d10. Yeah, that's what I thought. Five d10 total. Five d10. Um, what is that total number of damage there? Uh, fifteen. Fifteen radiant damage.
4: What is the sixteen from?
3: No, so that so that fifteen is literally the two D ten. So you haven't rolled damage oh, at all. You gotta roll three more D ten.
4: Well I just did the spell.
3: Yeah, that but you didn't fun. do it at the level. So if you hover over that radiant damage it says nine plus six because rolling two D ten. So you just need to roll another
2: three D the base for like a second level, but you cast it. Fifth, so you get three
1: more d10s. So you can just roll three d10 from the die well, roller. Well why didn't
4: then? Why did it ask me what level, though? That's what I'm asking.
1: I saw a whole bunch of dice show up on the screen.
4: Yeah, that that's why no, I'm, I'm saying I, is it the 16 plus 15?
3: So, oh uh, yeah, so 31. Oh, oh okay, 31. There we Higher go. Higher level that's cast. That. There it is. Okay,
1: 31, 31 damage. Like,
2: wait a <laughs> Roll 20, guys. We've only been using this for what years?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> it's like I, it should be right. <laughs>
1: All right, so, yeah, so as you as on. that beam appears, it, it seems to put a hole through a spot where the mist that is there has thickened around you right there next to Joxer. So you cast that beam there, and it seems to have uh, disintegrated a bunch of this mist that was there, causing it to kind of gyrate and jostle around a little bit around that moonbeam, seeming to have done some damage to the greater mist itself.
0: Do I seem to enjoy its oh. gyrations?
1: Uh, no. It's kind of <laughs> sickening. Kind of like <laughs> okay. like a sploogy gross look. Oh, so no. like, yeah,
4: like the youth that. sick. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's sick.
1: It's not that kind of sick, but like the bad sick. <laughs> um, all right, so we're gonna go now, finally, to Kriggs. What's up, Gulder, Kriggs, you're sitting there with t- these, this thick amount, This just a huge amount of fog surrounding you, wrapping itself around you, having drained you a little bit or attempted to.
0: Okay, sounds neat. Sounds like something I'm really enjoying. Yeah,
1: better than the gyrations.
0: I mean, yeah, I do have haste still, I believe. Yeah. Uh, With haste, am I able to cast two spells in a single turn?
1: Cantrip and a leveled
0: spell. I don't have cantrips my guy
1: I'm sorry my dude my homie my cousin secrets can't let the word get out I think that's already well known all right I have I have
0: ideas but like I love them none let's of hear them him. have been great let's have some, uh, let's, let's hear some ideas is dude still invisible correct you do
1: not see him anywhere he was over by Gwyn the last you saw
0: okay Okay, so this is this is a potentially dumb idea and I want to see how you're going to let me do this. Okay, I love I can it. Do it. I have seen the monster, the, the guy, right? You have. You've seen what he looks like. Yep. Okay. <laughs> did I see, is he, like, did he have anything specifically on him, like a weapon or anything that I could have seen?
1: You did not see a weapon. You did see he was wearing armor, but when you cast Heat Metal on the armor, it didn't seem to have an effect.
0: But I I recognize it, correct? Yeah. Okay. Would you say that I am now familiar with it? Yeah,
1: familiar enough. I mean, you haven't, like, you couldn't tell somebody what it feels like or what it's made of, but you definitely know what it looks like. You could picture it in your mind if that's all you're trying to do.
0: Cool. I'm going to cast locate object. Okay. Uh, So if it's within 1,000 feet of me, I can detect where it is in the directional sense. And okay. if it's moving, I know the direction of its movement. Right. Okay. Uh, if I have seen it up close within thirty feet at least once, I've been within okay. thirty feet of this thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm just trying to see the direction of where it is, and if it is like moving.
1: Okay. You you cast locate object. What do you do to cast that spell? Like, what is your your uh, you know? It's like a you have to have some sort of, like, movement, like semantic component and verbal components and stuff to do it. Sure. What's your secret handshake what's that, for yourself? Yeah, spell? what's that look like, sound like?
0: Uh, well, what happens whenever I actually cast locate, uh, locate object, it's, it's kind of a bizarre to see ex- experience. Um, my eyes actually go closed, and there's this slight aura. It used to be kind of a goldish light, uh, but now it's more of that... Phosphorescent, phosphorescent bluish glow that kind of emanates around uh, more specifically my head and kind of like a third eye type alignment. Um, I, I kind of peer into the ether and, and start to see when I open my eyes, they kind of have a blue bluish glowing hue to them and I can kind of see into the ether in a sense, like uh, waves, kind of like you would imagine echolocation would be, but not. It's yeah. just seeing seeing waves in of motion in, in what I'm looking for is kind of like a hunter vision looking thing for me.
1: All right. So you cast that spell and it, you see him do that. And as you focus in and you prepare to see the return of like that the signal you send out bouncing back to you, you get nothing.
0: Okay, cool. Glad I did that.
1: <laughs> hey, well, you, uh, know, you, you, out you that, did though. get info, though. Uh,
0: with the rest of this turn, since it's bonus uh, bonus actions and whatnot, yeah. I am going to... Uh, I'm trying to remember if I have... I think I just can be within a certain range. I had Aura of Vitality up, so within a 30-foot radius. I am going to give... Gwen, some healing, uh, 2d6 hit points. Do you want to roll that do you want me to? Oh, you can. All right. Uh, I rolled eight, two fours. So you get H- eight HP back. And I'm going to walk over in between Gwen and Joxer, closest to, I guess, this like doorway cave looking thing that we're still kind of next to. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm very quickly just gonna kind of say as a free action, like, I, I tried my best. I can't. I don't see it here. I know it. It. I don't know where it is. Okay. okay. Is that everything. Get, careful! Don't don't step into the light. Yeah, I'm not stepping in the light. <laughs> okay,
4: great.
1: Beam Let's me up, Scotty. <laughs> All right. So that takes us now. You are. Suddenly, the the shadow you stepped away from, this dark shadow, actually, uh, I need you to roll damage for that moonbeam again, Gwendolyn. Roll your 5d8. Uh, okay. Is she doing damage to the shadow?
4: Because that would be pretty neat.
2: No answer means something.
4: Hmm. <laughs> 8 plus 25.
1: All right. Nice. Constitution so. saving throw is in order. That's a fail, so full oh. damage. Oh. So you say
4: 33? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Take it. Yikes.
1: All right, so the Yikes. shadow you 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 hear a sizzle as the moonbeam pulses and in the pulse of the moonbeam, you see the uh you you see this figure of this shadow It looks like it. It doesn't necessarily have a face, but it's got almost like this form of this giant head with arms reaching for you. As this, as the light pulsates through it, and um, it continues to reach out, but but it turns and reaches towards Joxer. um,
2: Whoa! So this is like the shadow formed
1: around this way. Yeah, it's 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 like sections of the shadow are forming into something um sentient now almost is,
3: is that is that still too far above me or is that going to start its turn in my uh sickening radiance oh he was already in that
1: so yeah you should start his turn he started his turn in it you should roll the damage for that too that and the moonbeam he started in the moonbeam and in the sickening radiance in the meantime uh joxer and Gwendolyn, as this as this mist this fog uh, joins together and and sharpens itself up, stiffens itself up next to you guys. Um, I need 31.
3: you to make saves for me too. What'd you say, Joxon? 31 uh, radiant damage. Is there a save with that or no? Uh, once you, it, you just entered it. So that's just what you get. If okay. you start your turn there at that point. Got it. All right. So, uh, and it gets a level of exhaustion if, uh, if it didn't, if it can uh, okay immune to exhaustion it's a sh- it's a shadow
1: um, so it doesn't have like the <laughs> the organs the things inside it that would be exhausted they, it doesn't have that uh, so yeah it does make an attack at Kriggs Gulder Kriggs, if you could please oh no that one's making an attack at Joxer Joxer if if uh, it's gonna make two strength drain at- attacks.
3: So I need to uh, do. So
1: a nat one fails. The second one's a dirty twenty-two. Oh, so the second one that hits.
0: Just hit. For just two, hit.
3: Two D8
1: plus four necrotic damage. And if you would please, uh, oh, there's no save. You're okay. I just have to roll a D4 mm. to see how much you lose, how much strength you lose. Ten necrotic. Da- so fourteen necrotic damage, and you lose one strength point. Not. Mm-hmm. Not your your full strength score. Again, let's clarify. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Cool. All right. Criggs, two attacks at you from the giant overshadow. Bring it. Two strength drains.
0: Bring it.
1: The first one's a 17. Nope. Oh, no, wait. Uh, an 18 and then a 17. Nope. Nope. Ne- neither one hit. Okay. So it's trying to wrap itself around you and, and drain you, but you're able to kind of pull yourself uh, free from its from its grasp, causing it to dissipate a little bit as your arm moves through the, the grasp of this fog. Gwendolyn it it's there one is there's one more kind of pile no. of this fog next to you that's gonna make its two attacks against you now. A fourteen um, and eleven holy garbage. Were,
3: <laughs> were, your, <laughs> were, your, were your attacks at disadvantage last or against me? No, they just rolled two attacks. Because I was dodging, like you
0: mentioned.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. We could re-roll that 22 if we need to. Uh, would, that would probably make sense. 17 plus 6. 23. <laughs> or <a> 22. <laughs> okay. no. I tried. Uh, so thankfully, we don't have to change anything. Uh, <laughs> I'm fine with it not uh, hitting me, you. A, just... 14. a 14. does hit?
4: Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I'm surprised. Okay. So mm-hmm. that I'm is going to be girl. then, two D eight plus. Usually
4: have like a sixteen armor. But
1: so you get fourteen. You have you take fourteen damage, and you lose four strength. <gasps>
4: That's a lot. <sighs> okay, Val just
1: went to zero. You <laughs> went to oh. zero.
4: <laughs> oh well, I guess that make me negative, wouldn't it?
3: It Can kills you go negative. You are dead. You're d- it's
1: kills you. For real. The target dies if it's. Strength is reduced to zero.
4: Kills me or unconscious?
1: I don't think there's. I think it's straight killed. Just, just dead. Straight. That's a that's a straight dead. For real? I, I think so. <laughs> it's a, that that rules as written. <laughs> that's how it is. Yeah, that's the. If your strength goes to zero. <laughs> well, this got serious <laughs> real fast.
4: Okay, I. Gwendolyn just collapses and Dale rolls out of her bag.
1: Okay. Gwendolyn lays on the floor not breathing. Dale laying next to her also not breathing. Never has breathed since you've known Dale. And, uh, Kriggs and Joxer, you're both standing right there when this happens as this fog continues to swirl around Gwendolyn having drained her of the last bit of life she had inside of her. Um, and just as you begin to reach out or call out or whatever your reaction is the the figure of this giant reappears behind Davin as he turns as he's turned to look at at Gwendolyn. and this giant creature seeing Davin right there next to him makes his three attacks talon attacks great and Joxer, i need you to make a oh no never mind that's if you start your turn there never mind never mind mind. the first attack is a 23 that hits the second attack is a 29
3: (laughs) yeah to note to the audience uh this is a plus 12 to attack correct
1: plus 12 to hit
3: uh and a 25 so
1: strikes true three three heavy hits there and uh It is 2d6 plus 7 slashing for each one of those. First one is 11 plus 7, so 18 damage. And then it is 2d8 necrotic damage as well. The necrotic is 9 damage for the first. Quick question. Yeah.
2: Um, I had temporary hit points from her totem. When she died, did the totem stay? Did the temporary hit points stay, or did that all go at the same time?
1: The totem's gone. I don't know if the hit points linger after the totem goes or not. I'm gonna say if you've got them, they stay. So okay. you you had the hit po- you had the temporary hit points as a part of this.
2: So it's been 27 points so far.
1: Correct, and then so that's the first the 2d6 plus so seven plus uh, seven, 14 damage, and then 2d8 straight up from the second attack. 2d8 is a six. Uh, So 20 damage from the second attack, and then the third and final attack, 2d6 is 16 damage. 2d8 is 14 damage.
2: So 16 and 14?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. 30 damage.
2: Gwen, I'm only alive because of your temporary hit points.
1: As this thing, this giant... I'm
4: also not alive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am not alive, regardless of hit points this time. This giant having reached out and tore at your flesh with his giant talons uh and calling out the whole time and just just grabbing and pulling and just tearing at you as uh he is seeming his attacks seem almost desperate just not not necessarily for don't know if it's fear or what but just just doing all he can to do damage and cause cause you damage that way um, and that ends that ends his turn and takes us to Joxer you you do cool. still have this fog swirling around you thick cool. heavy
3: fog cool 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 extra cool um there I mean there, there's no exit right like there's nothing like we're we're in it to win it right if now If you can
1: go straight you could try to f- go straight up or you can try to find a way through that doorway.
2: I like that we went from, oh, we might be screwed in this fight to, oh, we're screwed in this fight.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Oh, I forgot so, to call or roll, though. Is it an action to drop concentration, or is that, like, a free action?
0: You just stop thinking about it, my it's guy. It's a free
3: action.
1: It's a free action. You can. Okay. Uh, yeah, you literally can just cast another spell, and it ends that spell.
3: Yeah. That's All my right, understanding. So at least i am okay yeah so i'm going to i'm going to use one of my weird uh abilities and and okay. i'm going to go into the astral plane for for a second and go poof and then cast two spells on myself uh one's going to be shadow blade and and the other is going to be uh armor of agathis so bonus so action you... and then one's an action well, so I actually get because of this ability, I'll I'll paste it here, but oh, okay. my that that's like I just go into the plane, I get two spells to oh, that great. I can cast only on myself and then I and that's that's like, right. I remember that. Yeah. And, I remember that and, when and so you got it. Yeah, so I I get to do that. So I get 20 temporary uh I can't where Where'd my So I get 20 temporary hit points. Um I now have my my shadow blade. Um, my my uh, item here will drop, and I'm going to guess. Wait, so if I try to like move through this shadow, can I still like can I make it within the door like yeah. to be able to physically attack it? Can I make it without being attacked? As far as I understand yeah yeah okay.
1: it doesn't seem to be the kind of enemy that's like a person that would like reach out and attack you as you try to run away attack of opportunity sort
3: of thing Okay. Uh, you can also pass right through it as if it were just fog okay. so I am going to use so that was one action uh, from for my, my haste and then I'm going to use an attack action to attack the door or okay. do some form of something against it uh so i guess i'll just um i guess this is dim light right so i should have advantage technically okay really all right so 25 hit a door it hits okay uh it, it it's your what are you hitting
1: it with uh so it's my psychic blade right so the blade strikes against this and you don't see a scratch you don't hear any or you don't see anything flake off or fly off of it it's like hitting diamond I mean it's just solid but you do hear this this sound it, kind of like reverberating through it from the point of contact where it it's almost like the sound of of ice like an ice lake when you step on it and it and it doesn't show any signs of damage like it's getting harmed. It's just making that sound, like it's reverberating. The sound's reverberating across it. You also, everybody hears that sound reverberate into all the crystals in the room and kinda echo up the up the channel that you guys have this this hole that you guys have gone down into, the sound reverberates through all of these gemstones that are in this space, not just the door.
3: Okay. But again, it doesn't um, seem
1: like it did any damage, but it definitely uh, the, the impact definitely made that sound, and the sound echoed through everything in that chamber.
3: Okay. Uh, so, uh, if that's the case, because I'm, I'm kind of region for literally anything. Sure. Um, I guess there's, there's two things here. I'll, I'll probably use a key point so that I could uh, take a bonus action to just punch the, the like, two different crystals... Okay. Uh, and see if I get a different reaction with the magical yep. whatever see if anything happens so that'll be over 20 and 20
1: yeah so you punch at a couple of these crystals and uh, it doesn't have any kind of negative it doesn't hurt it anyway you know it's a, it's a s- solid punch you do notice they kind of have the same consistency as the gemstones that were up in the in the town uh, they they give just a little but the magic does seem to cause a a slight flicker in the in the the gemstones that you hit, and one of them you punch one and it it kind of flickers an orange color and then flick filters out. The other one you punch and it flickers this dull green color and then flickers out. And and uh, so the magic seemed to have some kind of impact, but it seemed to be this this like radiant kind of light magic that came from your. From your and, tattoos and your hands.
3: Okay, and then uh, la- last game, I remember throwing a rock, so there's technically, like, 20 feet of bright light next to me. Yeah. Um. That. So I, I don't know if that's illuminating that area, so there should be at least, like, light in front of me. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that is technically my turn, is I'm just like, we have to open this door. We have to get out of here. Great. Okay. That takes us to Davin. I don't want to. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that takes us to <laughs> Kriggs, I guess. <laughs> no, go ahead, Devin. Man, okay. I love that everybody turned your cameras off when this got serious. Mine died. It's, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, which is a weird...
4: Mine was internet connection, so I just turned it.
1: That's <laughs> all good. I'm just teasing. But you yeah, will notice, but- Devin, the, the monster was not able to, or did not disappear into the mist. And he stands there heaving, (laughs) heaving breaths, reaching up like he's about to strike at you again when the next opportunity comes.
2: Yeah, I can't run away from him. And if I stand here, he's just going to kill me. Gavin's desperate at this point. He knows he needs some help, some defense. After seeing Gwen goes down, he's going to reach in. He's going to grab his necklace. He's going to say, we need help. We need more, more aid. And he's going to squeeze it. And you see his whole hand kind of glow white and his eyes glow white. And I'm going to open the necklace and I'm going to cast Summon Celestial. Okay. Uh, I'll get you that stat block. I'll put it in Discord for you. Um.
0: So, the, wait, hold on. You could have done this the whole time?
2: <laughs> uh, and then appearing <laughs> right next to me, you will see... Well, why don't you describe him?
1: You see a a giant, a nearly eight foot tall man wearing a almost like toga over his his uh, his chest that goes down into a a leather armored kind of kilt skirt around his waist his shins are covered in armor and he's wearing sandals he carries a blade that flickers with lightning and he is bald his skin is almost a blue color, like a pale blue, and the skin on his uh, the the his skin is also pulsing with a bit of lightning as he stands there, uh, just looking around, trying to assess the situation. Looks up at this giant creature and he says, "Only had to ask," and raises his sword, ready to begin. What is um what is this uh, creature's name like for the stat block? What is his name? What is it what is his like his uh, the monster name or whatever. Um, on the stat block here it just says large ce- oh, celestial, it doesn't have the actual oh, creature um, name. It he doesn't have a name, it's Oh, gotcha. Um I was trying to find a picture to drop in here, that's all.
2: Oh, uh, well, the the spell itself is called Summon Celestial. Right, 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 right. Oh, I found a just... picture that'll work. Okay. And I'm going to use the uh, Defender mm-hmm. stat block.
1: I like the picture that somebody drew there. That was pretty good. <laughs> that is really good. There it is. All right. Um, and whatever his attack, uh, his attack when he hits, he does, ele- he does uh, it's lightning all damage. damage. Okay so that that radiant damage is lightning damage okay no 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 it's radiant damage he also does the same lightning damage you do the d6 or whatever it was that you okay. add to yours as he's just emanating with that lightning and
2: now i'm going to use quicken spell so that okay. i can cast a um another spell as a bonus action so i guess i don't even need to do that i don't need to do that i can just cast a no yeah i do i'm sorry i can't I've... what is this game have we ever played this before
1: yeah, this is called Dungeons and Dragons. So okay. far, that's what we're playing.
2: <laughs> so, I am going to quicken spell so I can bonus action cast a firebolt. Okay. And then I'm going to use another sorcery point to twin spell it. And then I'm going to shoot two firebolts at um, the two uh, spoke creatures that are surrounding Krigscalter.
1: Okay. One at each one, huh? Yep. All right. Make your attack rolls.
2: So it's going to be a 9 plus 9 is 18 for the first one to hit. That hits. And the second one is the same thing, 18 again.
1: Yeah, it hits both of them.
2: So it's 3d10 to each one of them.
1: Oof, duh. That's good damage.
2: That's 12 damage to the first one. And that's fire. 16 damage to the second one. Plus 4 lightning damage to the first one. And 5 lightning damage to the second one.
1: All right, so the first one, as the flames go through it and the lightning flickers around the flames, this thing just dissipates and disintegrates into vapor. As the fire, the bits of fire kind of flicker off and on, like burning up little bits of what was left of this fog. The other creature that is standing between Kriggs and the edge of this cliff, this um, the fire hits it and the lightning crawls throughout it and you see it spark in the inside of this fog as the light, as the fire burns uh, a big swath of, of uh, empty air through the middle of it before it swirls back together to form itself, not as big as it was before. What's next, Davin?
2: Uh, that's the end of Davin's turn, but immediately after his, the celestial being gets to go. Perfect. Uh, and he has a mace and he gets to make 3 attacks cuz I guess a said a 6 level spell. Yeah. And he does, let's see. Plus my spell modifier to hit. Man, there's a lot of rules to this guy. <laughs> so, that's 20 to hit, a dirty 20 for his that first hits. attack. He's just going to swing all 3 at the big guy. Okay. Second one is a 21 to hit, and the third one is a 17 to hit.
1: 17 to what you needed. So, all so 3 all hit. All 3 hit. That's awesome. That's very good.
2: So, it's going to be a total of a lot. <laughs> 3d10. <10. laughs>
1: plus the spell's level radiant damage. 13
2: plus 9 is 22 <laughs> plus the spell's level, which is 6. That's another 18. So 22 plus 18 is 40 damage, 40 radiant damage.
1: Yeah, from all the attacks?
2: Yeah, that was all three attacks. Great.
1: All right. Big attack as that mace just slices through this this creature and uh, it looks it looks down and sees your sees this celestial and his eyes widen as he seems to just be shocked at the appearance of a creature like this and uh, as the radiance echoes through these attacks the gemstones nearby start to flicker with that radiant energy being nearby them.
2: Um, Did he get the extra lightning damage per attack or just one time? Per attack so he gets an additional 10 lightning damage.
1: Okay. All right. He uh, takes all that damage. What's next? Anything else? Uh that's it. Oh wait, actually I get to heal yeah, or somebody yeah. says a d10 temporary hit points.
2: Okay. I'll take that cuz I'm very very low. Oh, 10, sweet.
1: Nice. Okay.
2: Now I'm officially done. All
1: right. Next on the initiative order is spell slots. Anything spell slots going to do, Joxer?
3: um yes well I I'm assuming he was hiding a little further away um so so I had him a little bit farther to left so he'll probably move sneakily um okay closer to to davin because I kind of had him on this little edge here so he's got 30 feet which is obscene for so he'll get for a little way then yeah <laughs> it doesn't make any sense but he'll move a little red squiggle. His spell slots kind of being out of the out of the, the fray, um, and then that that's well he'll he'll go to hide again.
1: Okay, all right.
3: Finds a new spot to hide. Uh, great. That takes us now
1: to Kriggs Golder.
0: Huh. All right. Um, I was standing right next to Gwyn when this happened. Yes. And I'm standing there. I've just been befuddled as they're making their attacks. And I didn't even notice this. I don't even have any idea about this creature that came out of Davin's necklace or anything like that. I am oblivious to the fact that there's still like monsters around. Um, Okay. I, I bend over, which wouldn't be too far. I was pretty close. And I, uh, I pick up Dale I kind of just look at him for a second and I grab her bag, which is still like somewhat on her shoulder. Uh, I put Dale back in her bag and I, I cast a spell. I cast conjure animals and I, <laughs> I conjure a, nah, you know what? I don't, I don't conjure an animal. I just summoned my steed that, spirit elk yeah uh not it doesn't take any kind of amount, of amount of time to get there for me i get that this is still like an action since i have haste i'm going to be using both of my actions i guess um i am going to with all my strength that i have i am going to pick up gwen and um kind of set her as gently as i can to where she's not like jostled but i I want to basically set her on the saddle of this elk. Yeah. And I will kind of lash what I can in a quick, quick round with the reins of the actual elk. I will find a way to like, at least keep her there. Like I know she's not going to fall off or anything. And, uh, I'm going to put her bag with Dale around my shoulder and I am going to command the elk to basically take her immediately away and like just duck, duck and dodge the fight as okay. best as possible. I like, keep her away from this danger. Cause that's, I'm not, I'm not done. Nah, it's yeah. not going down like this. Cool. Okay. Uh, right. and then I'm going to just very angrily hold my, my, Hammer out in front of me, just ready to, uh, just ready to thrash about, and I am going to take the uh, aura vitality I have and cast two d six on Joxer for healing.
1: Okay. I don't think it. Roll those d sixes. Uh, seven,
0: three, and a four. All right. And if it's not blatantly obvious. Like all that phosphorescent phosphorescent junk is just like real big now. Like, yeah, I'm glowing yep. at this point.
1: Yeah, the emblem on your shield is beaming, glowing. Everything's glowing. The radiant energy inside you is pulsating. The celestial nearby, even the 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 creature that was summoned. You look up as you begin to focus yourself again. You see Davin standing next to a giant, giant, uh, just monster of a man who seems however to be squared up against the monster you're fighting and
0: I'm very confused by that but I also yeah. don't care
1: sure sure alright is that your whole turn then
0: yeah that's all I got because I imagine it, it would take a yeah, minimum that, of, that time of time to is, do yeah. that
1: you're hasted so it's a, you're able to do it all but that's about all so uh, we go now to the mist and the mist two of them surround you one's already right there next to you the second one gathers itself near you and they both attempt their strength drain attacks on you and the first one attacks for a 22 that hits the second one for an 18 that doesn't hit okay so the first one that, that does hit 2 8 plus 4 necrotic damage 2d8 plus 4 necrotic damage so a total of 16 necrotic damage as it rolled two sixes and then your score your strength score decreases by 1d4 two points that's the big number yep not the little number thank you yeah <laughs> all right and there doesn't seem to be any more of those types of creatures making any kind of move the the fog seems to be concentrated around this giant shadow monster and these other two beings that have just attacked Kriggs. The turn now goes to our shadow giant friend as he does not get that back. So he strikes out this time at the creature that just did so much damage to him. His The threat has just shifted to our celestial friend. And so he makes three attacks against him. He has an AC of 19. Wow. Okay. Thank you. So the first attack is a 21. The second is a 15. Got to roll low with a plus 12 to get a 15. The third is a 32. That was a natural 20 actually on that one. Mm.
0: So a natural 20 for the
1: third attack so on the first attack we roll the 2d6 plus 7 and then the 2d8 necrotic so the 2d6 6 plus 7 13 damage to the celestial plus the 2d8 necrotic does he have any kind of vulnerability to necrotic damage or anything nope no he's fine and uh so eight necrotic and then we double the dice for the se- the third attack. Because the second attack missed. So it is 2d6 doubled. So that is... 18 plus 7. 25 damage there. Plus the 2d8, which are doubled as well.
2: Unless this is real low, he might be
1: done already. 18 again. That's it? He's it dead. is. That ends our Celestial Friend. I don't have his... Points here, I guess. Do I? Oh, yeah, there yeah, they are. He had 50. Gotcha. So he is now eliminated after doing some severe damage to this monster. The monster now rolls, and with his low roll, he disappears again after those three attacks. And so now we sit as Joxer turn as Joxer's turn comes, we sit Gwendolyn being carried off on Krigsgalder's steed, the last-ditch effort to call on this strange being for help, as this being has already been eliminated, possibly giving Davin a little more time. Krigsgalder receiving a bit of damage, but standing strong against two shadows as Joxer tries to figure out what's going on with this door, and if opening it might be their salvation. And that's where we'll leave the episode.
0: to catch us on social medias you can find us at the hired swords on all platforms if you want to catch our merch you can find us at the hired store and i appreciate it again so much for you listening season finale will be around the corner and uh, season three will start soon thereafter thanks again so much for listening